transform you in the I hate a storm, hell Mary's, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying, you little giants, we been defying. Price. What's the cost to be the boss? Breaking down the walls, we all in once the coin guitars. Got the pound of action, never acting. No need to scramble to get traction, we make it happen. From three fours to four three. The founder of Slapdick Podcast, Slapdick uh, Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars, and the author of uh, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Jason Brown. Straight, no chaser, real raw and uncut. Coach, every time you come on, I laugh, I learn something, and then I fear that somebody's going to be incredibly pissed off with what you said. All around hustler. Make no mistake about it. I've done this a long time. Try to eliminate this soft society we have. There's legend roaming Hate me now, love me later, like my book says. This was presented by Slapdick Whiskey. Hey, Hell yeah. Hey, Slapdick yeah. Whiskey's good, so are the Stogies. Some real thought, real good flavor on these things, and the burn is excellent. Beautiful burn. Okay. Yes, sir. Slapdick Whiskey, Slapdick Cigars. Be true to yourself and see if, if if some shit changes for the for the worse or for the better. They asked me to do a podcast. I said, let's call it the Slapdick Podcast. What up, what up, what up? Work Boot Wednesday, Hard Hat Wednesday, right here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later podcast, right here on uh, what's YouTube. What up, what up, what up, everybody in the chat? Appreciate you guys. Um, the NFL has asked for an appeal, and what did I say? I told you, Cats, I don't think Deshaun Watson was going to play this year. Six games I just thought was going to be the setup. And uh, I said yesterday, man, they fucked me and put me on this deal. They they, they, they basically gave him six games. But, uh, dog, I'm just telling you, I think he's going to get the season. I think he's going to get at least 10 to 12 games. I don't know. It's going to be something around 10 games at the minimum. Just broke a little while ago and kind of expected that. We're going to just stay tuned. It may happen during the show. I don't know. Appreciate everybody coming over. Pound the like button. Subscribe. Become a member. Here on this Work Boot Wednesday, strap up. Literally and figuratively, if you have not heard, California is trying to ban condoms. We ain't even started the show yet, and all this shit is just popping up on my deal. The fuck are we banning condoms for? I was just coming out with a slapdick condom. I thought slapdick condoms would be great, but nobody's using rubbers anymore. Has STDs gone away? Can somebody let me know? And I don't know, man. I, I hate rubbers. They they take all the filling away. But damn. <laughs> if you don't know what that movie's from, then you're just not very comical like me. Um, <clears throat> that is actually in the movie, Don't Drink Your Juice in the South Central, Why Drinking Your Juice in the Hood or whatever it's called. He's like, don't use condoms, son. It takes all the filling away. <laughs> Apparently, a judge has literally banned condoms. Like, what the fuck are we doing? It said we need more babies. I'm like, holy shit. Are you kidding me? I thought the world was trying to get rid of some motherfuckers because we got too many motherfuckers out here causing global warming and all the other contrary to belief shit. Anyway, man, we're getting this show started fiercely and competitively just like I was as a coach. We're here on Work Boot Wednesday. 
strap up your hard hats. Uh, look at the micro penis looking cat. Look at his micro penis. Look at that. You guys can see the little micro penis. That's a real thing, dog. He's got a little micro penis right there, Lucy. Um, not that I look at guys' dicks or not, none like that, but hey, dog, looks like he has a micro penis to me. I mean, look at that shit. See, if you got dick, let me, let me be real and break some shit down for you. Uh, if you got some meat to you, you know, you could hide it, right? And you could hide the pipe and it can slide it down a little bit or something. If the tip of your dick is showing, then you got no pipe. Like, I'm just, men, please just vouch for me. Women, now you know. If your tip of your dick showing through your underwear, then you got problems. It's called small dick syndrome, and you got a little wee-wee. And he got a micro penis. That's why he's a weirdo fuck that he is. But it is what it is, dog. I'm just breaking down facts. You know, if your dick is, if your if you tip of your dick is pointing straight through, um, then dog, we got some problems. I mean, we got some real problems. Um, but uh, anyway, micro penis might get more games than six games. It looks like. Um, let me get you started on this show, man. It's brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code Believe B L E A V. Get you 50% off welcome bonus and first deposit. Major League Baseball is in full swing. Padres made a huge trade yesterday for Juan Soto. Dodgers are still in first place, beating the hated ones' asses every night as the San Francisco Giants are wearing some fucked up burnt orange pinkish looking uniforms. I have no fucking idea what those are, but I'm glad the Dodgers beat the shit out of them. Especially in a day where, rest in peace, Vin Scully passed away. Dodger great. One of probably top two or three broadcasters of all time. Definitely the best baseball broadcaster of all times. Probably the most historical commentary ever. Uh, next to the miracle on ice, do you believe in miracles by Al Michaels when the U.S. beat Russia in the gold medal or in the, in the Olympics? Um, they still had to beat Finland after that Russian game, but they beat Russia, which was an unexpected deal. Professionals versus college kids. Um, you know, besides that announcing, I believe the Vin Scully calling Kirk Gibson's home run in the 1988 World Series that I watched live uh, as he hit a home run off of Dennis Eckersley as a basically hobble cripple coming off the bench. Tommy Lasorda made a great move pulling him off the bench. Kirk Gibson hits a fucking one-handed home run to win that game. Dodgers win the World Series. Vin Scully calls that game probably the second most instrumental Commentary I've ever heard next to the Al Michaels. It's a miracle. Do you believe in miracles when we beat Russia? I just believe because the Russia thing was a global thing. It was a world event compared to a U.S. event. So that's kind of my take on Vin Scully. Great, great, great legendary uh, Dodger. Um, let me give you a quote of the day. I think it's a good one. Don't downgrade your dreams just to fit your reality. Upgrade your beliefs to match your destiny. Let that sink in, man. A lot of you guys downgrade your fucking dreams. I'm a dreamer, dog. I'm going to be real. Even if I'm struggling and I'm at rock bottom, I'm going to fucking dream until I can't dream no more. And I've always upgraded my beliefs to match my destiny. 
And I think that's a hustler at the end of the day. It's probably close to being the definition of a hustler. I'm always going to match my destiny with the, my beliefs. So upgrade your fucking beliefs. Upgrade your dreams. Don't downgrade the shit because you, you're struggling and living fucked up. Um, but anyway, that's quote of the day. Let me get you to Contrary to Belief, brought to you by Canna Dips. Make sure you head on over and use, get you some Canna Dips. Uh, CBD, CanadipCBD.com gets you 20% off using the promo code COACHJB in all capital letters. Make sure you use all caps when you put COACHJB in. Um, COACHJB in all caps. Um, go get your, help your boy out win this uh, reward that's going on with Canadips. I'm trying to catch up with the leaders. Uh, I'm late in the game, but I'm trying to catch up. So make sure you guys all go purchase Use some can of dips at canadipcbd.com and use promo code COACHJB, all capital letters. Um, appreciate everybody today, man. Hit the like button, pound the like button. Uh, contrary to belief, which is brought to you by can of dips, I want to make sure you understand, Napoleon was not short. We all say Napoleon syndrome because he was short and acted like he was a giant. He was actually 5'7". In United States, you know, terms five seven's not that small it is small but for a female it's pretty tall but in the french terms five seven is actually five two and everybody thought he was five two he was actually five seven contrary to your belief so i wanted just to break down some things like that um i wanted you to understand that napoleon really wasn't that small um giving children sugar does not make them hyper Contrary to belief, kids are hyper just like fucking dogs, regardless whether they eat after they eat, they're hyper after they sleep, they're hyper. No different than if you give them sugar. It is actually a scientifically ran stat. So please don't think sugar actually upgrades the hypeness in your fucking kid. Maybe it's you. Maybe your kids are fucked up. Maybe your kids are fucked up. I did come up with that quote, Alexander, man. Um, I think about things all the time and massage them into my own all the time. And I try to come up with as many quotes as I can by myself. And then I use other people's shit, too, here and there. And then I take certain shit from certain people and think about my own things and massage them in together. Just like a coaching profession, I think you're supposed to be a thief and steal from everybody and massage it into your own shit. But I, I, that quote I did make, um, giving sugar to children does not make them hyper, contrary to belief. Um, it does not make... I want to make sure you understand something. Sushi does not mean raw fish, contrary to belief. Everybody hears sushi, they think it's raw fish. That is not a thing. I had to tell this girl that shit about a couple months ago. I'm like, you know, sushi does not actually mean raw fish, right? Because the California roll is considered sushi, and that's not raw. And there's a lot of other things in there um, that don't mean raw. So... Sushi actually means sour tasting. That's the definition of sushi. Go look it up. Vitamin C does nothing to fight colds. FYI, contrary to your belief, vitamin C does diddly shit to prevent a cold. 
But coach, everyone's been telling me to eat vitamin C my whole life and drink it. Drink orange juice and take vitamin C. And yeah, I know. You know what it does? It helps aid the strengthening and the recovery of your immune system. It does absolutely fucking nothing versus cold. If you get a flu or a common cold, which there's still yet to be a cure for, just go drink a gallon of orange juice and, and let's see if it's fucking different. Let's see if you're, if you're better. <laughs> I, you know why I looked this up in, in specific? Because I've been taking this shit my entire life. I've always been, I've been drinking fucking orange juice forever. And I was like, fuck, dude. Has orange juice ever fucking cured me? Has vitamin C ever cured me? And I'm like, fuck no, it hasn't. And I was thinking about it, talking to my mom and shit. She's a doctor. And she was like, yeah, vitamin C really does nothing. It's just a fucking uh, folklore. It actually aids in the immune system. You'll learn that if you ever take a master's in kinesiology. But it does nothing for your actual cold itself. There's no fucking cure for the cold. Have you ever heard that one, contrary to belief? That's a real thing. There's no cure for the cold. You know what's the cure for it? You know what the best thing I've ever had is? Fucking chicken noodle soup. Whatever that, why that isn't out there as a cure for fucking the cold, I don't know why. They're keeping that from us. They're keeping chicken noodle soup from you. Chicken noodle soup has done more than orange juice has ever done for me. <laughs> um, pop me some CBD in a second. Um, I just like, I miss dipping, and I think... I don't believe this does diddly shit. It actually does, I think. It actually calms me down a little bit. Um, so that's why I don't want to fucking take it. Um, slapdick of the day, man. I got to get you to this guy. I don't know if you've heard of this whole fucking deal, but slapdick of the day today is Conor fucking McGregor. Conor McGregor has a movie coming out, contrary to your belief. Lucy. TJ, Vicks, Sprite, orange juice, all that shit. I just wanted to throw this out there to you. It actually is a mental thing. And in your brain, you've been told forever that these things change. Uh, and it helps aid sickness. And it doesn't. You just think it does. You think that taking, an, taking a 7-Up or a Sprite, the bubbles in it. You've all heard these stories, right? The bubbles fucking help your stomach. And <laughs> it's all bullshit. Sorry to break this down to you guys. Sorry that contrary to belief is a factual fucking deal that breaks down a lot of things for you guys. And you guys leave here really in awe and they're like, fuck. It does nothing. Ginger ale does nothing, Eddie. See, when it's FDA approved as a medicine for aiding something, then you have to look into it. And tell ginger ale, vitamin C, fucking Sprite is approved by the FDA as a fucking healing medicine, then shut the fuck up. <laughs> Vix doesn't really help you aid your breathing. It's all mental, dog. I'm telling you, Ace. Lay on your back and rub Vicks on you. And then lay on your back the next day and take a hot towel and throw that over your forehead. 
and see what does more. I just want to I just just do that for me, dog. See, I'm out here spitting some game to you guys. Go ahead and try those two things and then come back and say, damn. Vix does absolutely diddly shit. I'm just telling you, Lucy. You're better off snorting some fucking mint. Snort some mint over some hot lemon. And so like a hot tea water, put some put some lemon in the hot water, put some real li- mint leaves in there, put a fucking thin t- paper towel over it and let it sn- s- come up and snort that. I guarantee it's better than fucking Vicks. So I'm just throwing it out there, dog. Um, Conor McGregor slapdick of the week. This is the deal. I don't know if you've heard this. Conor McGregor is making a movie, and its first movie for Conor McGregor is the remake of fucking Roadhouse. You cannot remake Roadhouse. As shitty as Roadhouse was as far as acting and the script and everything, I love me some Roadhouse. Roadhouse is unbelievable to me. Um, I love everybody that's in Roadhouse. Rest in peace. Um, Roadhouse is a classic. You cannot come out and make Roadhouse. I do not want to see skinny-ass Conor fucking McGregor remaking the hit classic 80s flick Roadhouse. There's just no fucking way. Who's going to play Sam Elliott? Who's going to play Sam Elliott? Oh, fuck. I hope he's not the star of it. I've heard he's the star. I heard he is Patrick Swayze. So, please... I got to make sure that's not real. Let me know if that's real or not. Um, Can't top the original of that. No, no way. Can't do it. Can't do it. Um, Word of the day. Word of the fucking day is fiddlesticks. I'm going to give you guys new words that you've not never heard, and you can Google these words. Fiddlesticks, because it reminds me of fuckstick and slapdick. Used to express impatience and a dismissal of, of sorts. Fiddlesticks. You ever heard of you fiddling your thumb? You're just sitting around fiddling your thumb, waiting for shit to happen? This is very similar. Fiddlesticks is an actual real name, and it's a word. It is a real word, and it actually means to express impatience. So don't be a fucking fiddlestick. Um, pet peeve, dog. I got a new pet peeve. You know these like Nelk boys and all these fucking, uh, what is it, Full Sin podcasts or whatever, these Nelk guys or whatever they are, uh, any of these other fucking guys. The people that are making all this money. I'm not mad about making the money. I'm mad about the approach. They want to fake like they're on a phone call and come up and talk shit to you or disrespect you or try to slap you in the back of that. I'm telling you, Nelk boys, right now, or any of you other fucks, if you try to bullshit prank shit on me, you getting fucked up. And I've told you before on this show, that is what's going to be viral. It's not going to be vi- I don't even know who Andrew Tate is. Somebody else asked me that. I have no fucking idea who Andrew Tate is. Tate is so I have no idea I saw who it is so I I know who it is but I have no idea 
um, who he is, what he does. I don't know anything about him. He sounds like a fucking idiot to me. I'm just going to be honest. Sounds like an absolute fucking idiot. King Nappy, shut the fuck up. Can you shut the fuck up? And fucking gargle these balls in your jaws? Motherfucker. Ceiling Fan Cobra, what up? Your name sounds legit. I'm sure you'll be a member today. Anyway, lots of discuss today. Uh, make sure you don't downgrade your dreams just to fit your reality. Upgrade your beliefs to match your destiny. Again, quote of the day. Um, let's get in. Rip Vin Scully, though, man. Rip Vin Scully. Uh, rest in peace, Vin Scully. You know, as an L.A. native, I grew up with Vin Scully. Chick Hearn. Um my boy that was the, the what's his name, Robinson? What's the guy's name that, that was the L.A. Kings guy forever? Um, I forgot his name. I grew up with those true L.A. announcers. And uh, so it hit hard when I saw that. But, you know, they go in threes, they say. Bill Russell passed away the other day. Vince Scully's net happened last night. And I swear to God, is this not a real thing? If you've old, if you're old enough to know, they go in threes when it comes to celebrities. And if you don't know, you know. And I don't know why they always go in threes. So it's Bill Russell, Vince Scully, and now who's next? It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Um, but you know, it's unfortunate. But uh, it's the truth. They go in threes. I, I don't even want to know who's next. It sucks. It's shitty, but it is what it is. No, a joke is a joke that you say verbally, you fucking idiot, King Nappy. A joke is not something you do to demise someone or demoralize a motherfucker. So you think you can make a joke by going up and slapping Mike Tyson, homie? <laughs> you motherfuckers are retarded. You motherfuckers say some dumb shit. See, you young fucks think a joke is a prank that you actually touch a motherfucker. See, like if you were to do, if you were to touch, does Dave Chappelle do pranks on people in real life? No, he doesn't. So don't compare fucking Dave Chappelle with fucking the Nelk boys, homie. God damn. Miss me with all the bullshit. Like... Um, I don't have nothing against the Nelk boys. I don't even know who they are. I have no idea who they are. But I, all I said was, if you do a prank and touch me or anyone I'm with, I'm fucking you up. How fucking hard is that to understand, homie? Do you understand that? Can you understand that if you touch me or try to do a prank using me in it, I'm fucking you up? I don't understand how hard that is. Why does it have to do something with the Nelk Boys? I said my pet peeve for today was anybody that does these pranks on their fake phone and 
That's my pet peeve. That's all. Holy fuck, you guys are fucking dumb. <laughs> you guys are fucking dumb. Keith Westbrook, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, homeboy. You think I give a fuck about a bodyguard, homie? Get the fuck out of here. You motherfucker. Do you know who I have, homie? <laughs> I'm not even going to mention who I have. But I guarantee you, where these Nelk boys go, they're going to be outnumbered, bro. Just so you know. By me and my motherfuckers. Just so you know, and you won't see who I'm with. That's the fucking difference in you saw fucks and the motherfuckers that do their dirt in the quiet. See, that's the difference between you motherfuckers. Go ahead, Nelk boys, and come to Compton and try to do a prank. Go ahead. Yes. Zach Fernandez. Before I block you, if you moaned in my ear, I'm fucking you up. Yes. And it will definitely be, it will definitely be viral when I fuck you up for moaning in my ear. For you to ask me if you could moan in my ear is a fundamental problem. You have a fucking serious issue. And it's pro you probably take dick, I would assume. So... Go ahead and try to moan in my ear, motherfucker. You are getting choke dragged. If you don't know what choke drag is, moan in a motherfucker's ear. That Don't play that. <laughs> and I'll teach you what choke drag is. Um, I got to show you something, man. Very serious. I got to show you something. Somebody made me. Kudos to them, by the way. Um... Kudos to him. Um, this is fucking comical to me. Somebody made me this. This is called What My Coach Said to Me. Pay attention and listen carefully. During the halftime show, Chuck Downfield shared some wisdom from his playing days. You know, my old coach used to say to us kids, Take your fucking ass home, man! Ain't nobody sucking your dick! Shut the fuck up, man! Take your ass home! Head back for some more action. <laughs> I thought that shit was pretty cool. He didn't trademark it, so I'm taking that motherfucker. Um, I thought that shit was comical. I don't know how they did that shit. They threw that shit up in the. Uh, they threw that shit up in there. Um, so you know, it is what it is. But uh, I thought that shit is comical. That's a hell of a voiceover. Whoever did that shit. Um, shit. I hate when the shit fucking, um, who is this? Uh, anyway, I got some news, but I can't break it all the way. What does Pat McAfee call that shit? I can't really tell you, but I got some shit in the works that's going on. Um, it regards a new up kind of a rebrand of the show and it's actually kind of uh a bunch of shit going on i posted on twitter um i've got this marketing team that's starting to look into a bunch of shit and up to something season there you go 
Um, I'm not going to ever steal someone's shit, so I would never call that going. I would never steal Pat's shit or use something like that. But I have something going on, all right? There's a few things in the works. I'm trying to think outside the box and say, okay, I'm going to grow this shit. I put it out on Twitter. I was just asking. So I got a marketing team that looks into this analytics and YouTube, social media, all these different analytics and the number one hashtag out there pulled up regarding me is coach JB. The number two is the real coach JB and then coach Jason Brown's way down there. Hate me now. Love me later is not even in the mix and slapdick used to be, but then slapdick also was hard to sell. So I'm thinking about the coach JB show. Featuring somebody, okay? So we got Zach on Mondays. Zach's dedicated to come on on Mondays, which is going to be big, Menace Monday. Um, In the works and talking to Brandon Lang, getting Brandon Lang back on the show. Um, But I'm trying to get Brandon on the show every day, okay? So we're working on that. But I'm in the works on getting something different, which is a co-host every single day. For about two hours a day. And being different with the co-host is what I'm about. And so stay tuned. Stay tuned. And uh, and we're going to see what, what, what happens. Stay tuned though. And uh, it, it'll happen very shortly. Because if it happens, we're going to try to do it before the football season starts. And... Uh, See, Coach JB is is much more found on YouTube, on Google, on anything like that. Over hate me now, love me later. It's just long. It's hard. You know, the book was one thing, but the show is different. So it's not really, you know, Coach JB is something that you can pull up and find anything. Like, you know, that's what you would probably put in on a Spotify faster or um, shit like that. You know what I mean? So... Yes, like me and Spree, kind of how me and Spree used to do it. Um, but it even, you know, it'll be a, you know, something like that. You know, we'll see. Um, nah, I'm not going to change. Like, the Coach JB will be the name or, I'll, or I, won't, I won't change it. You know what I mean? It'll either be the Coach JB show or nothing. So, like. You know, I just think I'm not going to put, you know, another name to it. Uh, it's just harder. Coach JB's out there. It's, you can find it. So I'm, I'm in the works. I'm in the works. Um, but let's get this show started. Um, even all you dick riders out there, just stay in here. Fuck it. I don't care. Um, Christian's not here today. He's out running errands and doing some things. So I'm on my own. So I probably won't even block a lot of you because I can't. I don't care. I don't even give a fuck. Um, but let's start the show off the right way. Be careful out here, men, on what the fuck you do when you're in the titty bar, okay? Or if you're at the club. We are in a very, very peculiar time in our lives. And you just can't run up to a bitch anymore and grind on her. 
And I want you to make sure you know who you're grinding on at the club, gentlemen. Gentlemen, that means you were born with a penis, okay? Pay attention. Watch this clip. That motherfucker was strong. That motherfucker was strong. Holy shit. How about that shit? Dog, you can't run up on a bitch like Urban Meyer did. That motherfucker might have a set of balls hanging below his ass crack. That motherfucker might have a set of balls on him. And now you're rubbing your dick on his balls. He thought that was a girl. Dog, we're in a fucked up time, man. We're in a fucked up time, I'm telling you. Lucy, I got to show you this. This is probably the worst BBL I've seen. Take a look. Those condos in the background. Oh, that's a nice dog. My wife wants that type of dog. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't even... I just caught on to that. You're right. I was looking at those cups back in the background. Oh, uh, but, uh... Yeah, she has a great natural body. Probably one of the best I've seen. She works out a lot. Dog. What the fuck is that? Who thinks that's cute? Please raise your hand. If any of you think that's cute, raise your hand. I want to see you hold your hand up tight and high. If any of you think that looks good. I mean, goddamn, dog. That shit is unbelievable. And it's a dude. It looks like a dude on top of that shit. Man, I don't know. I, I, I find shit all over the place, dog. People send me shit. I get shit on my own. My management team finds shit. We find shit, dog, that, that's kind of a little different. We don't want to be like everybody else, so we just try. And we're not breaking news here. We're just fucking making it entertaining. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this, but this motherfucker died. This motherfucker died while jerking his dick off. Did you guys hear about this? Who the fuck is driving his car, jacking his dick off? Like, who does that? Has any, have any of you jacked off driving? If you have, you have a serious problem. But look at this. Pantless driver dies after being ejected through his sunroof while masturbating to a porn on his cell phone when the car crashed. This motherfucker is watching a TV on his phone, jacking off, driving. Like, you have to be shitting me. So you're watching Pornhub, jacking off, fucking fuck driving, huh? If he found out, if we find out he uses promo code coach jb and got blue chew and was on blue chew i will pay for the funeral 
You got to be kidding me, dog. You got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. Oh, Winston Churchill, you're back in the house. What's up? Why aren't you a member yet, Winston Churchill? Um, Russia wants a second trade partner to complete the trade uh, with the U.S. for Brittany Griner. I don't know if you've heard that, but we want a second trade partner. Russia wants a second partner. So Russia wants a second prisoner reportedly rejected Biden's offer to trade Vitkor bout for Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan. Russia has detained Griner, but yet says we want a one for one or a two for two swap and has listed several additional prisoners. It would accept among them is former Russian official convicted of murder that is being held in Germany. What's going on? What's going on out here, world? What is going on out here? I'm not smelling no tube, dog. I'm 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 spitting in my little five hour energy thing. Um Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not a spit bottle. I don't have a spit cup over here because I left it in the fucking other room. So I'm, I, you got to, hey, dog, you got to turn over rocks. Make shit happen, right? See, people rather comment and hate on something that someone figured out how to use rather than say, damn, good idea, dog. You don't have to get up and slow down and waste it. See, you're, you're the type of guy that you forgot something yourself, you forgot something, and that's your excuse to be late to work. That's your excuse to leave work to go do something you forgot and to fuck up my day as the coach or the boss or the head coach or the fucking CEO. See, you're the type of motherfucker that makes that excuse. I can tell already. Instead of saying, you know what? I'm going to fucking figure something out and create a way to do it to save me from getting up and fucking up the show or pausing or stopping my work day. I'm going to just find something to keep it moving, keep it pushing. And uh, I know, Nico, I'm not saying you're not, you're hating. I'm just fucking with you. But there's so many of you out there that really would say, what is that, dog? Why don't you go get a real cup? No, I don't want a real cup because I forgot it. I fucked up already. See, a lot of you motherfuckers don't get it. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this bar, TJ. It's in Long Beach. You know, you, I, I'm sure you know about it. But uh, did you hear about the what is it called? Uh, here I'll show you. Fuck, bottoms up, TJ. You know where bottoms up is? Um, troubled Long Beach bikini bar closed indefinitely over alleged narcotic sales. L.A. Taco, bottoms up. Man, I used to go there all the time. They had fucking great food. Um, they actually apparently had a hit and run, and then they found out the doorman was serving dope to some undercovers. So bottoms up is no longer going on, TJ. A great Long Beach uh, staple is gone. So... This shit's on do shit. I gotta stop. I need real. I need to get back to cope. I might be fucking around back on Copenhagen in a minute. TJ never don't like me with cope. TJ didn't like me with cope. 
because I all the coaches thought I was crazy when I had cope in my system. I dip cope all the day. Shit, TJ and them saw me dipping in high school back in 2011. I took the head job at Cabrillo. TJ was in the chat. And he was there on that on those teams. Um, I used to love me some dip. Now, shit. Um, over off PCH, TJ PCH, and like, what is it? Not PCH. Uh, what is that? Delamo and like. Fuck, I don't know, like North Long Beach, but like towards like Downey Boulevard or something. Maybe Lakewood Boulevard. Maybe Lakewood Boulevard. Um, nah, you don't even have to spit the can of dips. You don't have to spit the can of dips. Um, you do not have to spit can of dips at all. But I'm just used to having something in my lip. I'm going to spit. So... <sighs> You gotta go fucking Google it, Zach. I don't. I don't have time to explain how to do it because I don't know how to do it. So, you know, um, my boy Pat Perez. I talked to last night. He is involved in a eleven-person lawsuit versus the PGA. If you haven't noticed or heard about it, Phil Mickelson, 10 other golfers, including my boy Pat Perez, have all got in. So has DJ. Dustin Johnson has gotten in on this suspension of the uh, of their licenses and basically pulling their card. And they are suing the PGA to challenge their suspensions, which I think is going to win. I think that's going to win. I don't think the PGA can stop you from making money. Uh, I don't think any other entity... Any other entity, I don't think, should be able to stop you from making money. So, um, you know, Sports Bar in Long Beach is trainees. T-R-A-N-I-S. Trainees. Phil Trainees, the owner, great human. Uh, one of the most well-respected sports bars in all of America, by the way, not just California or Long Beach. But it is a great place. Everyone in, the, in their mama goes in there and eats. Anyone that's famous, sports otherwise, goes there. So it's a great place. Go check it out. Um, but the live suing the PGA, I like that. I like that move. I think the PGA is going to have to shit or get off the pot. They're going to have to figure that shit out. It's time for me to get out of Cali, I think. Um, especially L.A. I love L.A. I'm from here. I hate I hate to say I have to get out, but we're we're making up some crazy shit, uh, and 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 this right here blew my mind last night. L.A. could soon allow safe injection sites for drug users, so now we're condoning drug users in L.A. You know why that is, though? I believe we've always done it. I, I believe we've always wanted it. Because it is a revenue stream like no other, I believe that it is a uh, it is a is it is a revenue stream that California wants um, and needs, in my opinion. And I've seen some things that will blow your fucking mind, but uh, it's unfortunate, dog. L.A. is 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 now allowing that. But the thing is, dog, I hear you, Zach, and everybody's talking about wanting to leave and all this shit. I hate to say I want to leave because I, 
I don't know if I want to leave. Like, bottom line is, if you got money and you can sustain, I don't. I wouldn't leave. Uh, you know, it's getting harder and harder to stay in California. But at the same time, uh, these other states are fucked up too. Don't don't just put it on California. Like, I'd rather have a fucked up state living on the beach with bad bitches <laughs> and be able to go to the snow if I want to. Whether the over going to fucking Oregon. Or fucking Mississippi, no offense to none of you guys, but fuck you, and live in a fucking hot box or a fucking winter fucking storm every fucking day or have a tornado hit me. I'd rather deal with earthquakes and... The odds of us breaking off in the water and all that old shit. Um, I'd rather deal with that, dog, than really deal with leaving. So, I don't know. It is what it is. Um, why though? Whenever you can come in, dog. When can you come in? And uh, let me know when you can come in. And uh, And we'll work it in. Because today's show is just kind of ad-lib, so um, I would never live in Iowa, Keith Westbrook. I would never live in fucking Iowa. Um, I've seen one fucking female from Iowa that I think is sexy. Uh, She hit me up on Twitter years ago, and I was like, fuck, you're really from Iowa? She was bad. That's the only fucking human being I've ever seen out of Iowa that actually looks decent. Fuck Florida. I don't like Florida. I love my Florida kids and players from Florida. I love the talent and the fucking beaches. But I could never live in Florida. And there's most Floridians will tell you fuck California. They won't live in California. We're very similar states. Florida's more humid. California's uh, and Florida have the similar weather. Um, but at the same time, we're too far apart. Like... Kids I coach, I like and love. Like, Alan's from Florida. Fuck, I love Alan to death. I, I got a lot of kids from Florida I love, but uh, I could never live in Florida. And I don't think a lot of Florida cats will live in California. The other the other thing is Arizona. I like, I like Scottsdale. Probably the only place in Arizona I would live. But having said that, dog, in the summer, you can't live in Arizona. You cannot stay in Arizona. There's no fucking way. There's no way you can stay in Arizona in the summer. It is fucking unbelievable. Um, it is too fucking hot. It is too hot. There's no fucking way I can do it. Um, I don't know if you saw the... Yes, our homeless have great weather year-round. So, I mean, fuck it, right? I don't know if you saw this... But a transgender cheerleader, 25 years old, is given a assault citation after choking out a teammate who was 17 years old who called her a man with a penis at cheer camp. The video was taken afterwards, shows the attacker saying, I barely touched her. Again, you recognize that she was a her. You are not a her. You're a dude. I got one question, uh, Lucy. Why is all the bad shit happening in Texas? And why does everybody want me to move to Texas? 
a lot of shit's going on in Texas right now. You got a lot of weird shit going on right there, Lucy. I don't know if you've realized that. But why is a 25-year-old with a 17-year-old? Please explain this to me. Hopefully, Lucy can explain this. I think Lucy actually sent this. Why, Lucy? Why is Texas a shit show right now? And why is a 25-year-old... Um, why is the 25-year-old with a 17-year-old? I'm very confused. I'm very fucking confused what's going on here, Lucy. Lucy might have had to go back to work. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. Texas has a lot of shit going on. If you have not seen this right here, please pay attention to this shit. This is not made up. Made up humans is right. Have you heard about Kyler Murray and his statistical data shows him at here during the regular season and when the video game height of video game play during the season actually is during football season. When the video game height comes up, Kyler Murray's play goes like this. Have you seen this stat? Peep this out. A statistical analysis of NFL quarterback Kyler Murray's performances show that he plays worse when there's active double XP weekends happening in Call of Duty. There are rumors stating that they he played a lot of Call of Duty even during the season. So. There's a reason, fellas, please. There is a fucking reason they put that in his clause. Don't fucking think they didn't put it in his contract for no reason. NFL security is as good as any cop, any military police. They're all ex-FBI, CIA. NFL security knows what's going on. Their franchises know what your quarterback's doing. They would not have put that in the stipulation if they did not think he was a fucking fuck around. So, <laughs> just telling you, dog. Just telling you. Yeah, the NFLPA is going to sue the NFL over the uh, hearing, Deshaun Watson hearing. See, I, if I, the Players Association is doing it for setting pre, to set precedent so that if you're going to fight every single court order, then we're going to have to sue you for future reference, not just for Deshaun Watson. I don't think it's for simply Deshaun Watson. I bet you if you had a vote, the players wouldn't even sue. I bet you they'd be like, fuck Deshaun Watson because all of them think he's a creepy fuck. That's the sense consensus I get. Now, having said that, they have to sue because they're the NFLPA. They protect the player. Deshaun Watson's a player right now, so they're going to have to sue just to set the precedent. Um, and that is what's going on. If it was up to the players, I guarantee they would give a fuck because I don't think they like the motherfucker. I think they think he's a weirdo fuck. That's personally what I think and from what I've heard, and that's just my source. But uh, 
Man, another fucked up Texas deal, Lucy. I'm sorry to blast Texas. I love Houston. If you haven't seen the the new thing, man, this is uh, this is why I don't coach right now, and I don't think I could. Because if my team did this and was out there, and I saw the video, I would fucking you would. I, I don't know what I'd do. I'd cut all three of these motherfuckers though. But listen, this is TCU, and you wonder why they don't make the fucking BCS. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. Are you serious? Are you serious? Um, I, I, I don't understand that shit, man. I don't get it. I don't understand. Lucy, what's going on in Texas? Brian Roach, I appreciate you. Give me a fucking uh, unconventional home loan and I'm there. <laughs> um, that seemed like they were the transgender fucking church guys we just saw don't that tcu doesn't that tcu act you just saw look like this <laughs> why are they in purple they're purple tcu's fucking purple like what's going on here tcu what's going on fucking I mean, dog, I would be throwing up in my mouth if I saw my players doing that shit. Like, oh, I don't get it, dog. I don't get it. I don't get it. Another troll and justice for me in the chat. Um, I thought. I thought uh I thought Wendy Williams had mental health. Didn't Wendy Williams and Delonte West have mental health and De- and Wendy Williams had to leave and and go on a fucking hot, uh basically go on a fucking uh go on a fucking uh sabbatical and shit. And then Michael Rapport filled in for Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams came out, some shit leaked out that she's basically on dope. And Let's you tell me, is this more like Delonte West on crack or is this mental health? Take a look. Let's see it, Wendy. Let's see it. What you ring? Ooh, it's so beautiful. What you got to say for the camera? Uh, he's out buying, getting stuff. I'm waiting for him to come back. Can I? Did you see that bitch's eyes? Not only are they s- this big, they're dilated. 
Imagine. Let's see it, Wendy. Let's see it. What you? Ring. Ooh, it's so beautiful. What you got to say for the camera? Uh, he's out buying, getting stuff. I'm waiting for him to come back. Homie. God damn, dog. Coach, that's mental health. <laughs> no. That's called wet up. It's, you are wet. You are wet. If you don't know what wet is, go look it up. Smoking sherm sticks. Go peep it out. See what the fuck's up with her. That bitch is wet up. I don't want to hear shit else about it. Mental health, my motherfucking ass. Mental health, but she's got a whole fucking... She's got an arm worth about fucking 300 grand on her in jewelry. But she's fucking... Mental health. Shut the fuck up, dog. Uh, this shit blows my fucking mind. If you haven't seen Dick Vitale's comments, um, it's they're interesting. Interesting comments. Uh, he said, I'm frustrated with the number of coaches that recruit players that are committed to schools. What has happened to the value of a player's word? What about loyalty and integrity? Don't the parents and coaches have a problem with their guy commits to a school and still takes visits? So we just talked about this on the show here last week. I talked about the, the number one quarterback, Malachi, that is committed to USC but is going to Texas A&M on a visit. Um, I've been talking about this shit for a long, long time. But this is the problem. This is the problem. The problem is this is the wild, wild west. This is what they have to do. And it's not going to change anything, dog. It's not going to change anything. So you're not going to change the fact that these kids are unloyal. They've never been loyal. Players have never been loyal. That's why I tell coaches all the time, you cannot save them all. You cannot save them all. Save one. But you can't save them all. And that is why I, 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 I agree because I'm old school like Dick Vitale. But I also know you have to either adapt or get ate up. You have to adapt to this deal or get out of the business, dog. And that's what it is. The NIL money talks bullshit walks. That's been the, the world since we've known it. People are going to jump for more money anywhere you go in life, whatever job you go to. You're going to leave for a better paying job tomorrow. Period. Why has the live golfers left PGA? Because number one, they weren't being paid guaranteed. Number two, they're paying out their own pocket. Number three, they were basically slave laborers in a, in a, in a profession that they're independent contractors in, which they're the only people in America that aren't guaranteed a check, but yet make the entity that does pay them money on a daily basis. Let that all sink in. If you're even smart enough to understand what I just said. 
The fucking grounds crew and janitors are guaranteed a check in the PGA Tour every single day. The golfers themselves are not. Let that sink in. So why the fuck would you not leave and go get a fucking guaranteed check in the live? I'd be ghost. Pat Perez has made $1.75 million in the last two weeks on the live. And has had bad round threes. And they still have won their overall foursome. So, <laughs> dog, you can say what you want to say. He's 46 years old. We're the same age. We, we Our birthdays are very close. Five days apart. We're the same age. I would leave in a New York minute, too. His life has changed in the last two weeks, dog. His life has changed. Plus, he was guaranteed upfront money that he got from the live. Like, get the fuck out of here, dog. You guys are crazy. You crazy. And you would all leave for a higher paying job. And if you say no, you're a liar. <laughs> so, please. Um, I don't know. Dick Vitale's comments, I understand them. I'm with you on it. Um, but at the same time, dog. No, I don't believe. So you're saying that the live don't want to compete. What do they don't want to compete with? What don't they want to compete with? Dog, the, the, the fight, the argument that you, some of you have for the PGA blows my fucking mind. You're too stuck on this fucking Saudi Arabia, U.S. shit. You're too stuck on it, dog. Get over it. 90% of the fucking tour is ran by the fucking Saudis. Get over the Saudi shit. Dog, I don't know if you know this, but the PGA Tour has gone to shit as, with Rory McIlroy as the figure face head of the show, of the fucking PGA. Tiger Woods is done. Tiger Woods is done. So the face of the PGA is gone. So please understand that shit. Please understand that shit. All the p good players are coming to the live. So how are they scared to compete? The live is going to be better than the PGA here in the next fucking 20 days. Hey, by the way, Adam Scott's on his way. Bubba Watson just came over. So who's the great golfers on the PGA? McElroy, John Rahm. Who who else? Who else? Finau? Finau? Come on, dog. He's average of the road. <laughs> like, come on, man. Miss me with the shit. Blood money. Get the fuck out of here. So you motherfuckers talk so much shit. Shut up. You're another troll. Get the fuck out of here. Justin Thomas is good. He'll he'll stay. But what? Let me ask you this, Jeremiah. Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. Those are going to be the three best golfers on the tour. Those are going to be the three best golfers on the tour. Um. Those would be the three best golfers on the tour. How sustainable is something that has three things worth a shit? 
There's three good players in the PGA. Fear the duck. Fear the duck. How about you fear this dick and eat a dick up until you hiccup and get the fuck out of my show until you become a member. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, all these trolls, I got to get them out of here. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I agree with Dick Vitale's deal, but at the same time, you know, very interesting. Very interesting times we're in. Um, yeah, I like Finau. Finau's a good dude, too. Pat Perez loves Finau. You know, John Rahm, Pat thinks John Rahm's the best golfer in the world in the long run. He's only 28 years old, so... Uh, Tony Rome was not very good in golf, just so you know. That's the difference. People think Tony Rome was good because he wins the Pro-Am. Those guys are not very good. They're shitty. Uh, did you see the tennis player that came over to play in the fucking PGA last week in Minnesota? How good did he do? You know, Romo has played before. You know he's played in events and has gone like shot like 12 over, right? Scotty Scheffler. Now, this is contrary to your belief. I know he's on a run right now. But I'm just telling you, I've heard it from big-time golfers' mouths. Scotty Scheffler's not very good, and he won't last very long at this level. He's, he's had his run. It's over. He, he may be coming to the live as well. Those Tahoe golfers are horrible. You guys don't understand, dog. These live golfers, you keep saying live golfers like they weren't PGA golfers. You guys act like the live is a new created fucking tour that there's just me, you, Zach, Jeremiah, TJ. We all just Josh. We just all picked up clubs and we started playing on a new tour. Dog, that's not it. They're fucking the top 125 golfers in the world. They left one tour event and joined another one. Holy shit. You motherfuckers act like they're just some fucking scrubs off the street. (laughs) These guys have made hundreds of millions of dollars on the PGA Tour. Combined. Come on, man. You guys need to wake the fuck up. Um, Politics is is, is an actual shit show. That's why I'm trying to stay out of it. And if I rebrand the show, I'm going to stick to current events and sports. That's it. And it just depends on my co-host and what we got going on here. Um, but I want you to see this political fucking circus that we got going on. First of all, to, to the witnesses, the, the leaders of, of Exxon, Chevron, BP, Shell, I know that the climate activists in Twitter world, which Dave Chappelle says doesn't exist, and he's right because it's just people who have nothing better to do but type on their keyboards, and we do it too here in Congress. But let's be very clear. You need an apology because what I witnessed today um, was just rank intimidation by the chair of this committee. Trying to get you to pledge on what you're going to spend your money on is a gross violation of the First Amendment. And just because we're members of Congress and we got microphones and we pass laws does not mean that we also have the the ability to infringe on your ability to what to organize, whether it's API or anybody else, or what you choose to spend your money on. It is disgusting. 
It is absolutely disgusting. Somebody needs to go call Merrick Garland, tell him to get in here and watch the intimidation that came from this very panel today. Because this is not about defending big oil or defending big anything. It's about defending the ability of people in our country to be free, say what they want, think what they want, spend their money how they choose. And if we're not going to be any better than the Chinese, how do we ever expect to beat them on the world stage when we're cutting our neck when it comes to energy production, while they are burning more coal, they are burning more oil, they're increasing their emissions, and they're not showing up in Scotland. You know why they're not showing up in Scotland? Because they're interested in building an economy. They're interested in becoming the dominant economic player across the globe. They're interested in becoming the dominant military player across the globe. And while we joke around and mess around intimidating you guys who frankly heat our homes, you cool our fridges, you keep our cars going, this is insane. So I'm sorry for you. And I'm sorry for the people in our country who have to witness shenanigans like this and witness circuses like this. That's why they call that one show on HBO, whatever it is, The Circus, because that's exactly what this is. Madam Chair, I'm requesting that a letter be entered into the record. This um, very interesting to hear that. Uh, I actually commend the cat for coming out. And basically, uh, shit, basically letting it be known. Um, I, I commend the guy. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that that that's real, that that happened. He finally called out his own people. Um, I commend him and, uh, shit, much love to that dude, but he's actually right. We are trying to take the freedoms away um, and it's unbelievable. It blows my mind. Um, Wido Wilden with Wido is uh coming in. Um, here in a second. Let me get this uh, link to him. Um, my fucking phone is so slow. Wido has some takes he wants to ask me, and we're going to have a little debate session um, here in the next few minutes. Um, I like that guy's take on the politics and the certain and the current case, uh, the current how we're currently setting right now. Um, but uh, very interesting. Um, Have you guys seen the fucking little midget ref who is not a real midget? According to Jerry Jones, you can't even say midget anymore. But have you seen this little referee who's talking shit to a team? This why ref this is why it's so fucked up right now. There's no leadership. I 
That motherfucker said, you recording me? <laughs> it's sad, man. We have a fucking sad thing going on. We're sad. I don't know, dog. I'm not in a fucking conspiracy theory about who's on the moon and who's not. Like, who lands on the moon and who's not? I don't know. Fuck. Um, he isn't a ref. He just helped come in. Those are like the seven-on-seven refs, TJ, that I hired. Those are like my players being coach, uh, being referees. Come on, dog. Be real. Um, I don't know if you've heard about the untaxed. I, I talked about the abortion and, and all this shit a while back. But... What I wanted to talk about is if you do allow it and mandate it, then you should have the ability to gain taxes, right? Write-offs, etc. Apparently, at one state agrees. Wade was overturned. Families in Georgia filing taxes were expecting a child will now have a little extra money because of changes to the state's tax code. But it is not as straightforward as many claim your money may seem to be. CBS 46's Crystal Bowie live in Atlanta to explain the new changes. Crystal. Sean, a lot of changes coming ahead. And while it is tempting to try and save the hundreds of dollars by claiming your unborn child on the taxes, it's having to provide proof of pregnancy that may end up being the problem. Any unborn child with a detectable human heartbeat is now considered a person in Georgia. And that means taxpayers may claim the $3,000 dependent personal exemption, generally around the six-week mark of pregnancy. But the process won't be that easy, and that's because the Department of Revenue says they can ask for any relevant medical records or supporting documentation to prove the pregnancy. The area becomes very gray because at the same time, we are obligated to protect a patient's HIPAA rights. Um, as far as what's happening with the pregnancy, the dating of the pregnancy. OBGYN physician Dr. Tasha Rogers says this is an invasion of patient privacy. For me to actually have to go into detail about your medical history, what specifically is happening with someone who's not a healthcare provider, I think it is absolutely ridiculous, especially um, any state department or any governmental department about a tax break. I think it is insane. It's also unclear what records could be used. It's important to Remember, this is a tax exemption and not a tax break, which means you can deduct that $3,000 from your overall taxable state income. Sedatol says it would come out to be a few hundred dollars in savings depending on your income bracket. Hey, I don't know, dog. Uh, faking pregnancies is a thing. We're going to see. A lot of fraud is going to happen. I agree with you, Damien. I think there's going to be a lot of fraud that ends up happening. Um shit you know i don't know we're gonna find out um but we got a lot of shit going on in the world man period right now so i don't know i don't get it go tiger said jerry springer irs edition um Wido's dealing with uh, Boost Mobile. Um, there's a lot of good debatable topics out there right now. We got poll questions. We got all these different 
debatable things. Um, Nurse Court, what up? Go Tigers is right above you. It's cried of crazy. Why don't you got the link? I put it in the chat. Um, should all people have the right to bear arms? I mean, it's an amendment. I think we just fucking took the AR-15s out of the picture. I think you should have the right, but I think you should be castrated if you violate the right. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. Um, I'm going to get into... I'm going to get into... uh, My top five NFL coaches... Um, that I believe are underrated. My most five, my NFL's most underrated NFL coaches. Okay. Um, I'm going to pull up in the thing. Joe, you got to hold up because I'm just bringing on Wido right now and then I'll bring you guys on uh, if you want to call in. I know you got some good shit to talk about, Joe. Um, um, If you can hang around, um, Wido's struggling to come on the show real quick. But uh, let me me bring up uh, my top five most underrated NFL coaches right now that I think are underrated. All right? This is my fucking personal deal here. Um, my top five most underrated NFL coaches. All right. Number one, I'm going to start with Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin is vastly underrated. I don't believe he gets enough credit. I believe he, he managed Ben Roethlisberger through a similar situation that Deshaun Watson is going through now. Not highly as not nearly as this in depth, but obviously had that situation. He dealt with a volatile Antonio Brown, but he did it such a way you did not know AB was volatile as he is now. So you don't know. You have to give Mike Tomlin very, very. You have to give him so much credit for keeping AB on the wraps. For as long as he did. And still winning a Super Bowl. And still. Yes, I believe these guys are underrated, by the way. And I'm going to tell you why. Dominic D. Um, and if you if you want to refute it, let us know. Um, but you got to show me your resume. I got to know you coached or know the game first before we talk. Um. Mike Tomlin is very underrated right now. It's because you. it is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, okay? Andy Reid's been to a few Super Bowls. He's had a Donovan McNabb-led team with T.O. You, you don't understand the drama that the, he's had to deal with that and still make high-level decisions and make it two Super Bowls, multiple ones, and winning one. Been to three, won one. I mean... Andy Reid is still a one percenter and has to deal with huge egos after paying a guy that's 30% of your roster where you can't even manipulate the roster any further. Andy Reid doesn't get enough credit, in my opinion. Sean McVay had to trade a quarterback away that everybody scrutinized him for. He's been to two Super Bowls already. 
And yes, they are underrated, Dominic D. You know why? Because none of these guys are on ESPN's top five coaches list. Have you noticed that? So what do you call them? <laughs> How do you guys have not have McVeigh on the list as ESPN uh, media personalities? And he's been to two Super Bowls already. And he's not even fucking 35 years old. So I, I'm just throwing that out there. Sean McVay deserves to be on the list. Sean McDermott has not won any meaningful games yet. But he has turned a franchise who has not won more They've won more games in the last three years than they have in 15 years combined. So he's done a hell of a job with that. And uh, that's just my opinion. Um, So both Sean's and then Mike Rabel hasn't won a big game yet, but I believe he's instilled his grit and nastiness in a team that is not very, very loaded from top to bottom. When you equate it to other NFL rosters, they're not, Vrabel's team's not even close, and I believe they've bought into him. Um, well, yeah, no shit, Dominic. No shit. That's why they're underrated. Like, I'm not going to put a coach that hasn't done anything on the underrated list. They wouldn't be underrated. They're just shitty. <laughs> uh, they're just shitty. They're not underrated. What do you mean, dog? They're shitty. They don't belong on the list because they're not underrated. They're shitty. There's a huge difference between shitty and underrated. They're fucking shitty. There's a lot of shitty ones out there that should not be coaching. And you're going to see. Now, if this fucking weirdo in Miami Dolphins takes over and wins the Super Bowl, fuck me, right? We're going to talk about all that shit. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fucking talk about it. I don't see it. I don't see it. So... When these weirdo fucks win Super Bowls, then you could talk to me. Um, I guess Wido's struggling. I don't know what's going on. Um, Wido's got to step his game up on the on the Apple. Um, I the the Vikings hire being a titled OC. I just, you got to start somewhere at, but a lot of these guys are getting these nepotism fucking jobs. And just so you know, nepotism in the NFL doesn't mean you're actually blood related. It means it's a good old boy network and you're fucking close. And that's, that's why I would not have Kevin O'Connell on my list. He hasn't done anything yet. Why would I put him on my list? Um, oh shit. You there? Wado Boost Mobile is here, Coach. I see the name. I see the name. Uh, what happened? I honestly don't know what's going on. So I can get on my stream yard. Everything's normal. But when I try to join your link, it just goes super slow and it won't go through. So it's probably my shit. You, you called you, in you yesterday. Can... Fine. Exactly. That's why I asked to put put it in the chat to see if it'd be different. But it's just my shit giving me a hard time. I got to be better. All That's right. All I got the first question for you. Okay. It's more of a, so this is the thing, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to put it on the chat, actually. I'm going to put it in the chat. This is something that I want to discuss real quick. And it's more, and it's more you're going to have to give me yours. And uh, we're going to debate the top five. But listen to how I phrase this right here, okay? I want your top five most meaningful sports movies. Not fictional not non-fictional i don't care what they are meaningful 
meaning had some type of meaning at the end of it that resonated with you, whether it was a true story, whether it was a real deal. Here's my top five, and go ahead and debate them. They're on the bottom. Rebound, the Earl Monagold story. He's a basketball player, obviously, played by Don Cheadle in the movie. Uh, it's a true story. Um, I've actually talked to a few people that uh, played against him that played in the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar era in high school, uh, Power Memorial, where Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went, uh, Lou Alcindor at the time, where they played against Earl Manigault, um before he went to become a Rucker Park legend. Um that to me is the number one most meaningful sports movie of all time, uh, Rebound. And a lot of people haven't even seen it. I used to show it to my teams every year. Glory Road, another true story about the first basic black team to win a natty in the South. Um, it's a Disney movie, but the movie was a true story. Uh, uh, basically, the head coach was a trendsetter. Beat Pat Riley's Kentucky team, led by Red Arbach, who a lot of people thought was racist. Um, in a time where they should not have won, right? Um, the Natural was not a true story, but it was based on, I guess, a non-fictional character in Robert Redford as he basically hits the tar out the ball and is an older man that's come back and played after he had a, a traumatic event as a youngster. Remember the Titans, I think, is the best football movie of all time. Um, it is a true story. Um, so I put that as a meaningful game, uh, movie. And then I, I got Hoosiers, uh, Hoosiers, Gene Hackman, the true story, or not the true story, but Gene Hackman led an Indiana team, um, full of, uh, white dudes. Jimmy Hickman or Jimmy Chapman came out, balled out, jumpers off the chain. They beat an all black team basically in Indianapolis, which the story is based on a true story as far as the teams, this, the movie itself not, is not. So those are my top five uh, most meaningful movies, sports movies of all time. What's yours? I love the list, Coach. Um, to be honest, I would only add three or two. Remember, the Titans going to be number one for me for the impact it had. It literally shows you the black, white. The, it doesn't matter. It shows you what buying in does for a team. And just the scene, you know, just seeing Julius and Gary Bertier go back and forth, that's literally one of my best movies of all time. You want me to sacrifice myself for a team? What team? Nah, I'm going to get me and I'm going to do mine. That's the worst attitude I ever heard. Attitude reflect leadership, Captain. I live by that, Coach. The only two I would add on for meaningful sport movies to me is Hardball with Keanu Reeves. That was big time to me because, again, it shows you if you're not someone from the hood and shit, even though I'm very – connected with that culture it's important to see a movie with kids to show you the reality of what it's like walking through the hood to get to that ball field you know when the little boy dies like that movie stuck to me big time and then uh, the last one that i would add coach shit i had it just fell off the top of my head um keanu reeves man I, I get a lot of credit too did you have you seen all the john wicks i've seen a few john wicks it's a little too much for me a little too fake yeah, yeah. Uh, and the last one would be coach carter just okay. because coach carter showed me what uh, investing in the classroom does. That's a true story as well. All the ballers, all the cool kids, but you saw when they tightened up in the classroom, they really balled. They really succeeded. So those, I would add. No, that's good. That's a good list. Um, all right, what's your, what's your uh, question of the day? <clears throat> so I had to. I had, I've sent a text to you. I don't know if you guys can put that up or whatever to use reference. I don't. If we can't, it don't matter. Let me see. I so, didn't get it. Let me see. 
First one I'll say, I'll get you some time just in case it's in the group chat. I sent it that way. I don't know Christian could put it up. But first one, I'm not in my studio, so I can't show nothing. But I got the Prom King hat next to me. Your boy Wild on one Prom King 2013. Wasn't a star athlete. I was the liked guy. I was liked by a lot of people. My question, Coach, did you go to prom? And do we do we have any Compton prom memories from back in the day? Yeah, so my prom stories were different. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I did not go to prom because I wasn't allowed to go to prom because I was booted out of my high school at the time. I had to go to continuation school to finish some credits, but I had a pool with the president or the principal. He said, if I could do so much X, Y, and Z at this continuation school, he would let me back in to graduate from the high school. So, I know, Jeremiah, he said 2013. I almost fell out. I'm like, holy fuck, 2013. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, I got back to high school and graduated with my class and walked. And I graduated from the high school. I went back and finished the last semester at the high school. So, basically, I was removed for one quarter, um, went to a continuation school. So, the prom was during this time, and I wasn't allowed to go. So there was this cat I didn't like. He actually took a girl that I was like, that I knew I could fuck, I think. So I showed up in some fucking lokes, a white tee, and some fucking dicky shorts. Me and my homeboys rolled up in a couple rag six fours. We took the bitch, not took her like that, but we went in there. Yeah. And I was like, look, you want to be with this zero or get with this hero? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And we re- and, and she rolled out with me, dog. And that motherfucker is my prom story. And I love it. And so yeah, she uh she got introduced to anal sex that night. <laughs> and he he probably you know, hey, I got a motto, dog. I got a motto, dog. You eat, I beat. <laughs> but uh, anyway, having said that, um, that's my prom story. I never went to prom. Never went to prom. Gotcha. My last one, Coach, yesterday you, you you shocked me a little bit. I mentioned Drew Brees, Eli, and you told me, I said, I think Drew Edges, Eli, you told me no way. I said, all right, you know what? I'm wide oak. That's Coach JB. He knows what the fuck he's talking about. Let me do some research. If I'm wrong, I'm going to say I'm wrong. I did some research, Coach, and there's no way I can say Eli's Edge and Drew Brees. There's no way. It's close, but Coach, you tell me if I'm wrong here. The man's got the most yards in NFL history, most touchdowns, best percentage of all time. Granted, he played five extra years than Eli. The reason I sent you that text, Coach, is I added or I multiplied Eli's last good year, which was 2018. He had 576 attempts. I added or I multiplied that year times five to make him have the same amount of time played as Drew Brees. The only thing he had more than him is the passing attempts. Breeze still had more yards, completions, touchdowns, less picks, and 23,000 more yards, Coach. 80,000 compared to, you know, not even close to 70. How do you give Eli the edge? Because I know Eli's bigger. People don't even realize how big they are. He's definitely got a strong arm. But when I think Eli, Coach, I think of the sad face looking around. Two rings for sure, but I think of looking around a lot. When I think Drew, I think he's a great game manager. I think he's always been one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 
pound for pound. There it is right there. So that is their career stats on uh, the far sides. The black uh, numbers that I added on Eli's side is me multiplying his last good year, which is 2018, times five, and then adding those numbers to his total stats. And those black numbers are five extra years for Eli to add the same amount of years played as Drew, 19. Yeah. And he still beat. Well, you, yeah, you can't do that, though, because it's a hypothetical. But Yeah, yeah, right, right. But right. Let's, let's just break it down. Let's break the real shit down. Yes, sir. Games played, okay? 50 fucking NFL football games is a lot. Okay. Five years almost. Okay. Completions. You have to divide completions by attempts. Yep. 4,800, 8,100. So it's damn near 5,000 out of 8,000. Pretty fucking good. Remember, Eli had a team with Tiki Barber, Plaxico Burris, a more completion savvy move the stick team with a great D line that stopped teams. Then air raid Drew Brees throwing the ball over the park a million times a game. Drew Brees, too, that's a couple seasons. He had over 60 pass attempts. Eli's never even been close. So passing yards is is five years like you did. If you wanted to do that, he's still five years. You they're pretty much close. Yeah, I just didn't see if he'd be in the ball game. To be yeah, honest. yeah. Passing touchdowns, same thing. He'd still be a hundred behind or whatever. But again, he wasn't that guy. The player. Yep, you're right. And the other thing, because Breeze is at five five thousand yard seasons. Eli has zero. You know, because I, I don't want to look at the hypotheticals, so that's why I looked at, you know, okay, who's had the most seasons. I definitely agree Drew's style of play has always been a throw it more. Eli's more probably a game manager, has been a better team. But that fact alone, Coach, having 5,000 5, yards five times compared to this guy zero, is that way a lot to you? Not at all, because there's just different styles. Yeah. Troy Aikman yep. didn't have any either. And gotcha. Drew Brees can't hold Troy Aikman's nutsack. It's all about – I agree. It's actually about the player itself. It's not really about the scheme. See, like, the one thing that sticks out on this deal is, I don't know where it is. Let me see. Let me pull off my deal here because it's fucking up the bottom of it. Um, oh, yeah. Per game? Um, no. It's, uh, fuck, where's interceptions? I, I thought I saw it. Yeah, right there, 399 in the middle. Dog, that's a lot of interceptions. You're right. And because five more years. They yeah. threw the ball. He threw the ball so much more. And interceptions, think about that. 243 yeah. to 244 in five less years. He has one more pick. Eli has one more pick with less percentage of throwing. Um, I mean, with, with less attempts, right? So you can say, well, Eli threw more picks and less attempts. But you have to understand the style of play. Eli had balls that you, you, people don't really know when they just see the end result. They don't know how many balls were dropped and picked, how many balls yep. were batted and picked, how many, all these different scenarios going to quarterback play that the stats, I believe, give quarterbacks a good, too good of a rap sometimes and too bad of a rap sometimes. So if you know quarterback play in football, People know that Drew Brees is not even a close to a Troy Aikman, to a Dan Marino, to a John Elway, to a Brett Favre. But people put him, people put him in the top five. 
And I'm like, dude, he wasn't better than Peyton Manning. Eli Manning, in my opinion. You can debate it with your stats here, but stats to me tell a different story. Like, in my opinion, I think the debate should be him versus Peyton, a little under Peyton, not so much Eli. That's just me, but I, mm-hmm. I, I see everything you're saying, Coach. And my thing is, did you give credit to Drew because of the latter end of, end of, end of his career? He was still a guy. Any franchise would have taken Drew Brees the last three years. I don't know if you can say that with Eli. Real football players know, but I don't think, you know, market-wise you would have said that. Yeah. The thing is about it is, though, you, Drew Brees, I don't believe, is successful on any other team. He, he proved it when he was with the Chargers. He wasn't yeah. very good. They weren't very good. And he went to New Orleans. They went a Super Bowl. But he, how many times did he choke in big games where they – Dog, New Orleans had at least – They should have went – they should have went three, three other times. Yeah, the New Orleans should have won a Super Bowl. Yeah, it's hard for the Rams penalty. That the penalty, Minnesota. the Eagles yeah. game. They had yeah. some. They had some games that they should have fucking won. Um, I just believe if you put today, if you put some of these great quarterbacks in today's game, Dan Marino might throw for eight grand. Uh, John Elway and Troy Aikman might throw for six grand. I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's just the game's different. They're protected now more than ever. They don't have to. They don't have the same fear factor as they once had either. They don't have to worry about a guy barreling down on their knees, taking a chin shot. They don't have to worry about you can take a shot on the star quarterback just to get a flag. We could take a flag to put some fear in this cat. You cannot do that no more. You are gone. Back in the day, you could take a flag just for shits and giggles to scare a cat, and we'll take the 15-yard penalty. Yep. But that quarterback's fucked now in his mind. Nowadays, you can't even do that. So the quarterback has all the chips. He has all the chips, and it's kind of a different deal. It's fucked up now how it is, and uh, I don't know. Um, It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I know. I saw that. Uh, Actually, I got a text message about 20 minutes ago. I was going to talk about that. Um, Exactly what I said. My prediction may hold water. As I said, Deshaun Watson won't play this season. They're trying to suspend him for the year and fine him. Um, The NFLPA is going to sue them. That's fine. Um, But, uh, (laughs) hey. I don't know, man. I think he's going to get suspended, dog. I think it's going to be suspended. I'm fucking choking over here. And why don't, to be honest, do you know how hard it is for a defense to actually play good defense nowadays and be sound and not have to worry about penalties and shit? And you know how many yards, you know how many yards either after the catch either are allowed for a quarterback to throw the football that would not have happened back in the day that is allowed now because of the rules and which creates so many more big yardage plays for quarterbacks. So these days get more yards, you're saying, <clears throat> than they would have ever gotten. Right. Because that's what I used to say. I think I just told you this a while ago. <clears throat> when I argue with my friends about the Dan Marinos, the Troys, the Steve Youngs, the older Savage era, I'm like, <clears throat> if you're comparing those guys to the Pat Mahomes, you almost have to give them an extra five, 8,000 yards, 20 touchdowns. Because if they were playing in this league, like you said with Dan with 80, I think they would have had 
it even easier times a million. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you on that. Yeah. But, but, but do you give to stay on the drew? I'm sorry if I'm keep going, but do you give him credit for being the short guy? And Eli's definitely bigger than a lot of what people most think. Does he get credit for that? Cause he's never, you know, used that like Kyler as oh look how small I am. But you pound for pound, he's definitely been small and he's always been able to do it, get it done. Yeah. I, you know, he, Drew Brees, I got I threw with Drew a few times um, when my one of my boys was his receiver in, the, in San Diego when he was right out of Purdue. I got to see him and uh, I got to uh, throw with him. Not a big arm guy. He he didn't throw a great ball. He but he's still five eleven, six foot. It's not like yeah. he's Ty, Kyler Murray. He's gotcha. he was tall enough and he had pocket presence. See if Kyler Murray knew how to climb the pocket and work the pocket, he like would be Drew a lot did. better off. Drew Brees did that. And as if, yep. if you climb the pocket, people go by you. Instead of escaping the pocket, people go in front of you. He can't see. Kyler Murray can't see. Um, Drew Brees could see because he climbed the pocket, and he understood windows, anticipatory throws, windows. He understood the game a lot better and all those type of things. So, you know, that's just what it is. Um, let me ask you this. Should the death penalty be abolished nationally? No. no. You know what, Coach? <clears throat> I'm a huge fan of forgiveness. I'm a huge fan of, you know what I mean, think about their side, think of other ways. But if you a murderer out here and you're killing kids and shit, you're an evil person. You don't need to sit in prison and think about it and claim crazy and get better after playing chess for, for 40 million years. No, no, no. You go die. You go die. I forget what country it was, but there was a country, a foreign country, and a woman, uh, her ex-husband poured acid on her. And instead of taking them to jail, she asked the judge, can you do this? I want the same thing done to him. No jail time. And they approved it. And he got acid to his face and ruined and deformed him just like he did to her. And I'm a fan of that. That's the only way you'll teach these people. So, and I'm only talking extremes here, you know, and I'm not right about anything. It's more in my opinion. But if you're not caught yet, if we haven't proven you, no death penalty. I'm not a fan of that. I'm not into rushing it because a lot of people that are innocent that shouldn't be there. But if we see you on film, we see you murder somebody, we know it's you. I'm a big fan of that death penalty. Give them what they just gave out. Oh, I'm full agreement. I'm in full agreement. I think you should die for a, 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 a fucking ear for ear, eye for eye. I think you should die. Right. For and that's why I'm, I, I agreed with Trump. I usually don't, but I agreed with his take on Brittany because he's literally saying we're trying to trade a basketball player who broke the law willingly knowing versus trading a convicted fucking murderer. Come on now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Nurse Court said South Carolina reinstated firing squads or some shit. Is that true? I'm a fan of the firing squad. Is that true? Uh, I, I bet it is. I know a lot of con- uh, states took it away, have been abolished. I, maybe even Texas might have it still. I know Texas has something. Um, but I think that's the best way to do it. Electric chair has a lot of faults. They kind of missed the lethals, whatever. I want, Especially if you killed, however you killed that person, people, whatever you did, it needs to happen back to you. I got a good topic right here I want to talk about because of today's society and how these kids are. All right. This is what this is a good question I have. Should juveniles be treated as adults in this current 
climate that we're in. And these kids understanding this at an all-time high because of the technology that's at their fingertips, they're committing mass murderers. They're committing things that, in my opinion, I don't believe they should be treated as juveniles anymore. Once, If they're 16, 15, 16, and they go with a fucking automatic weapon and kill kids, they are adults. They did an adult act. They knew what the fuck they were doing. And I don't only agree that they should be tried as adults. I also think they sh- the, the, the adult should be tried in their family as well. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. I mean, I, I think if you're uh, today, it's it's crazy to see what the kids are. The biggest killers and you know what I'm saying are the little kids these days. It's sick. And so if you're killing people, or you're murdering somebody. Yeah, I don't want to treat you as a juvenile at all. But what I will say, coach, if you're because I have experience with this, my cousin uh, was real close to me and he was, you know, we grew up real close and he was getting in trouble. I was not getting in trouble, not getting caught. So he was 17 and had a lot of felonies, I think up to seven. And the judge straight up told him, you think it's a game? OK, you're going to go to big boy jail now. I'm not waiting till you're 18. You think you're a big boy? Go be a big boy. And he got jailed for, seven for three and a half years. And that scarred him moving forward because now it wasn't a game. Going to juvie was a game to him. A lot of my friends is a game. They know who's in there. They're shooting the shit. When they know they got to go to big boy jail, it might be a little little, little different. Um, so I, I think you should move them up if they deserve it. And if they're a convicted murderer doing grown men things, yeah, you're a grown man now, son, right? Let's go. Yeah, I agree. TJ said he agrees in the sense of the death penalty, but he said he would want them to rot in prison. I don't agree, TJ, for the simple fact that you can break out of prison. You can break yep. out of prison, and you're going to do it again, and then what? What happens if you get out of prison? What if what happens if you kill a guy that's in jail for two weeks while you're in jail? Why? What if that guy kills your relative while you're in jail? See, rotting in jail is not a thing anymore um, no. because there's avenues to get out. There's avenues to live good lives in jail, and I don't believe they should live anymore if they took your life. I don't agree with living in rotting in jail no more. There's no such thing as rotting in jail no more. In my opinion, not not nowadays. I think they should all they should do exactly what they they should be handed whatever they did to that other person. If they killed them, they should be killed. If they raped somebody, they should be raped and then killed. That's all I'm saying. Shit. Yeah, I mean, I like when thieves, uh, you know, sometimes you'll see the rapists and whatever, and even murderers. Later on, the the parent of the deceased will forgive them. You know, something will click. They'll they'll befriend each other. You will see the rare occasions of them improving their life. But there's a lot that cheat the shit, coach. And I'm a fan of if you were a murderer, when you did the crime, you need to die as a murderer. I don't want to give you 40 years, let you get a master's degree, let you get all nice now letters and shooting the shit my family member you killed has been gone this whole time and tj Why? furthermore i don't want to pay for you in the rotten jail i'm Come paying on. for you by paying my taxes fuck that i say we eliminate jails altogether if you do a crime that is worthy of the death penalty you should be killed and i say jail is is basically a work study that is what jail should be. We should have fire camps and pig farms for guys that do like shit that's, that, that's, that's fixable. Let's just say you, you, you rob a bank. Yep. You should go do community service, and let's see if you rehab yourself. If you rob the bank, 
I don't believe robbing a bank should be something. Uh, it's it, it's something that you could fix, and I think you should go pay back not only the money you stole, but do it in a manner that teaches you. So let's do a fire camp, a pig farm. Um, I was in pig camp and pig farm. So there's there's some things that I think people should do for the crime they commit. Now, it would eliminate a lot of jails. You get rid of all the murderers, all the fucking rapists. You get rid of those two right there, pedophiles. Those three right there classifications would eliminate probably 90% of jail. And you would have just the common criminal, which is the thief, the petty theft, the, the, uh, you know, um, DUI, DUIs that are in there, multiple offenders. Now, after you do two DUIs, in my opinion, I think something should happen. Um, because you're, you're putting my fucking family at risk. Um, Cause you're a fucking idiot get, driving around drunk, and that's just my opinion. But they got to get a way to find out how to really make corrections. Corrections, you know, how <laughs> why, sitting in a box, just sitting there, doesn't help nobody. We need to, you know, there's things called like the, I don't know if you've seen it's called the positive program where people bring dogs into jails. Yeah, and they yeah. Let the, come on, man, we need shit like that, dog. Like there's still people. They have something to give them a chance. I had a bunch of questions that we're gonna do next week. I got something. Always. Animal testing, should it be banned? And then should all drugs be legalized? And do you think cloning should be legalized? Those are all things we're going to talk about next week on Wild and Wido. So make sure you stay tuned. And make sure you stay tuned as uh, college football season is on the, on the way. We're getting closer. Uh, August 27th is the first game. We're going to try to make sure that uh, the new rebrand of the show, obviously with the, hopefully this co-host that I'm going to kind of, it's going to be kind of alarming to you all, I believe, um, if it happens or when it happens, if it happens, etc. cetera. Um, we're going to try to launch it by the 22nd of August, just so you know, right before football season. So just stay tuned to all that. Why don't get you an AC, get you a fan, do something. Um, Can I just let the people know, Coach? Yeah. It's Wildin' with Wado, episode four. If you ain't a fan of the show, then suck on a big toe. Don't be down and ashamed, or don't be down bad and be ashamed. Get you some blue chew and watch the game. I'm going to go roll a backwood on my can of bis, but use Coach JB to get 20% off can of dips. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, look, look at this guy. be dropping them. He be dropping the dough. He be dropping the, the, the shit right there. We got to make sure we do a song. We got to do a song for the new show. All right. Uh, like five minutes before I go on. But all love, Coach. I'll be here all day. All right, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, why don't be flowing, don't he? Why don't be dropping some flows on you? Um, hey, I bet you if Jeff Sims was my close, TJ, the show would blow up. <laughs> nah, I think my close is even going to be better than that possibility. Um, hey, I got slap dicks in the house. Um, TJ, this is gonna be my co-host right here. One more, one more, one more. With those condos in the background. Oh, that's a nice dog. My wife wants that type of dog. That ass. That shit's fucking crazy. That's just crazy as shit. Unbelievable. Um. All right, I told, I showed you my uh top five most underrated coaches, in my opinion. I also talked about my five most meaningful sports movies of all time. 
I don't know if you saw it, but Nick Saban says last year was a rebuild. They played for the fucking natty, by the way, everybody. They played for the national title last year, and he called it a rebuild. Um, let, me, let me explain to you why he said that. Because he said that because that is the culture that has been set. That has... The expectations are set at Alabama. This is what the admin belief in you gives you. See, these people get fired too fast, in my opinion. Coaches get fired every two years, and there isn't enough possibilities to create a culture. And you don't get a long enough time, you get culture shock. And culture shock takes three to four years, unless you're a JUCO. You can instantly instill a culture Kids can buy it because you can replace the talent with new talent at a JUCO the same year. Whereas a four-year school, those are scholarships locked in, and it takes a while to get rid of the bad and in with the new. So four-year school is a little different to create a culture. That's what admin don't understand. Good admin don't get that concept. So, yeah, Marcellus would be a good host, but he has a show that pays him a lot of money. (laughs) So we're going to get there, though. Um. Yeah, Jimbo Fisher gets years and years and years, right? We already know. Um, it's kind of shitty. I don't know if you know the state of Kansas. I always have to talk about Kansas if it's if they're in the news. But Kansas votes to protect the abortion rights. If you haven't noticed or seen that, that is a new thing. And I don't know if you know who Alex Jones is, but he says Sandy Hook was a real thing as a bunch of other people has called Sandy Hook a bullshit deal and a foolish shit deal that never happened. What do you guys think? You think Sandy Hook is real? I know one person that they say died at Sandy Hook that I know did not die. That's all I'll tell you. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to get into a whole fucking... I'm not going to get into a whole, you know, discussion on conspiracies and if that happened or not. What I will tell you is I know a person that they say it was dead in Sandy Hook that did not die. That's all I'm going to tell you. So, I don't know, dog. I don't know what's going on. Um, Who knows? Who knows what Sandy Hook uh, had in store? I don't know. But people calling bullshit on the deal. So, who knows? Uh, I got some football I want to show with you, and I'm going to share it later on on Twitter. But I'm going to break down Jalen Hurts. Alan, this might be good for you to watch and, and give me your take on it. I'm going to break down Jalen Hurts, why he was at Oklahoma, okay? And I'm going to break him down, and then I'm getting some NFL film from last year and this year, and I'm going to start instilling that so me and Zach can break film down. But I want to show you Jalen Hurts in college, and I want to explain to you why he only threw for high school numbers last year, and I want to explain to you why... 
he is not going to sustain in the NFL as a high level consistent quarterback. And what he did at Oklahoma is exactly what he's doing for the Philadelphia Eagles. And I want you to pay attention to his pocket presence, the lack of stepping up, because I believe their lack of coaching at the college level and the high school level has caused them to struggle in the NFL because there's no pocket drills anymore being done. There's no individual fundamental drills that are teaching quarterbacks eyes to go through progressions as they read coverage, not read defensive linemen. We can't look at the D-line. We have to feel the D-line as a quarterback. So I want you to pay attention. We're going we're gonna to break this down, okay? I'm going to break this down for you. So you can see the film, I hope. Um, Let me see if I can make this a bigger deal here. I guess I can't make it bigger. But anyway, I want to go back here. I want to break this film down for you. Um, I want to show you Jalen Hurts from both angles, okay? Um, I don't know why it's not pulling up the full screen. But anyway, here's Jalen Hurts, all right? We're going we're gonna to go through a drill in college. We're going to run a ride and glide play, right? We're going to run a play action. The reason it's play action is because we're kicking out the DN. We're blocking the front. So we're going to... We're going to... This is a design play pass, not an RPO. But right here, as we're going to look from the end zone copy, he escapes instead of climbs the pocket, okay? He has a pocket to step up into right here. And if he does that, I want you to I want you to pay attention here. If he climbs the pocket right here where he has a clean pocket, he throws this. This is man coverage, okay? I'm coaching you up here. This guy's ran out of here. This DB is back is to the quarterback. He sees nothing. This is a man-beating concept. This route is caught right here. This ball is thrown over this backer, and this guy catches it, and he does that, and he does this. Minimal effort plays that create 100-yard gainers. That is what NFL quarterback play should look like. Yet, we don't understand this, as you all say I'm hating. So, he escapes the pocket, and he runs, and everybody in the fucking chat and on Twitter thinks that this is a great football play. When in fact... It is not. You just ran with your most expensive player 60 yards. Great. You got 60-yard gain. But now you can't execute the next play because you're dog-fucking-shit tired. And there's not a quarterback replacement for you. There are, however, replacement for wide receivers. See, I don't see why he can't step up. 
Oh, coach, there's people there. No, you, you have never played the position, son. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You can step up. And, and now, uh, you know, man coverage, so the quarterback's unaccounted for, so he breaks it and he, he gets 60-yard gainer, okay? Yay! But if you look at what I said, he throws the crossing route for a touchdown, and I'd rather have the passing stats than the running stats. Look at this guy. Look at this guy right here. Wide open. If he steps up in the pocket. Eyes, eyes, eyes. But we don't teach it. We want to throw the fuck. We want to run the ball. Look cute. Everybody thinks he's an athlete. Being cute. No, you're dumb. And you don't know how to read coverage. So. (laughs) Again, Keith Westbrook knows nothing. I just broke down the play. I showed you the receiver wide open. I showed you him stepping up. And you want to combat me and say he ran for 50 yards is better than 15 yards. So. Where in the fuck do you think he's only catching that football for 15 yards? See, these are the retards that come into the chat that don't know shit. And again, you're the Twitter folks that think you know football. You should shut the fuck up. You don't know. You sell donuts, motherfucker. You change tires for a living, Keith Westbrook. So shut the fuck up and let daddy handle this type of business. This is my shit. This is not your shit. If it was, you'd have a resume to show me how many kids you've sent to college and in the NFL. Anyway, let's go back to the next play because we don't even want to talk about how bad his mechanics are. Um, here we go. Here's a design run play. We're not going to show that. We're just going to break down what he should do and against what he shouldn't do, okay? Um. Allen, that motherfucker said 15 yards. The receiver was butt naked in man coverage. (laughs) He runs down the sideline for 95 yards, but he was only going to get 15 yards. (laughs) By by your star quarterback just ran for 70 yards total, and now he's winded and can't even fucking play the next play. But this guy, Keith Westbrook, knows better. All right, here we go. Here's a window throw that is probably his best throw that I saw in college fucking football. It's a back shoulder throw that is needed in the NFL because in the NFL, most balls need to be thrown back shoulder just like this one. This is a great ball by him. Look at his pocket awareness. He stays in the pocket strong. He stands strong. I would have liked to have him kind of step up a little with his feet, but he does a good job, makes a throw on time, back shoulder versus man coverage. He knows the voided area, and he puts it on him, drop the ball. Um, I give Jalen Hurts credit on this throw. But that's the only throw. That's the problem. You cannot be this inconsistent in the NFL and expect to have a long career. Okay, here we go again. Here we go again. Let's talk about the coverage. Let's talk about reading coverage. Allen ran this football play with me for a long, long time, okay? This is what's called a pickle route, a rub route concept. It's versus man. We got man beaters, okay? And we got zone breakers, okay? 
If it's zone, we want to throw the zone breaker over the middle. If it's man, we want to throw one of these crossing routes to beat the man coverage. Watch what happens. Instead of reading coverage and climbing the pocket, Jalen Hurts wants to run already. He wants to make this decision just like Kyler Murray, just like Lamar Jackson. Who should he throw to, Allen? Who's the read key? Take him to. There's the read key. He voided it. Guess who? If he just climbs the pocket, look at this throw. Throw the ball right there like an NFL quarterback should. Throw the zone breaker. It's a zone breaking concept. It's a zone coverage. The zone breaker should be thrown to right there in the void. Quarterback's eyes are looking. Why doesn't he throw it? He wants to run. Preconceived, he wants to run. And then the quarterback's going to bruise a thigh. He's going to hurt himself. Instead of simply stepping up, throwing the football over the middle to the zone breaker. Look at this. Step up right there, dog. Always ready to throw. Why can't you throw the ball? I don't understand. The zone breaker's there. Fucking wide open. It's been wide open. But we don't we don't do it. We want to run the fucking ball. That's the problem. We want to run. Little run route, run design run again. We'll see. Here he is backed up again. Okay. I mean, it don't get easier than this. He better make this throw. But again, he this is when when he's sound in the pocket and steps up and does his thing in the pocket, he makes good quality throws. Okay. He's Drew Brees' size, by the way. He's Drew Brees' size. So, um, yeah, there's been a lot of quarterbacks that won at Alabama, too, um, Allen. So was McElroy. <laughs> it's easy to call you a winner at Alabama. Too bad a lot of Alabama quarterbacks don't have great NFL success, but they win in college because of Nick Saban's system and the culture that's been created. It's hard. Why didn't he win at Oklahoma? Kodak Cam, did he win at Oklahoma? <laughs> um, there is no link to become a member, Zach. You got to go to fucking my sh- channel on a in, on a computer and join. What do you mean? There's no link to become a member. Um, you go onto the channel, go to my channel, join now. You got to go on the internet computer. Um, anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. I wanted to share it with you that he struggles mildly with simple things. Simple things. And until he can clean those things up, I just don't think he's going to have a lot of success in the NFL. That's all I'm saying. Um, 12 and 2 in this, during the season, Joe, but who won the, world, who won the, the BCS? Not him. See, he's never won ever other than the year at Alabama. Um, And if you think about it, he got his job taken at Alabama. Got his job taken at Alabama, by the way. So Nick Saban saw something. 
Um, I don't even know who the Michigan quarterbacks are. I don't even know who the Michigan quarterbacks are, Andrew Garcia. I don't pay attention to college football no more like that. So Zach Smith does. He'd be a great guy to ask that question to, especially being an Ohio State guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Allen says McCartney should be the starter. Allen knows more than me. I, I I have no idea. I couldn't tell you who the quarterbacks are. Allen knows all that shit. Um, anyway, hey, man, Work Boot Wednesday, great job. Appreciate everybody coming in. Make sure you head on over to CanadaDipsCBD.com. Uh, Use the promo code COACHJB in all caps. Head on over to BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. And tell them that the slapdick sent you. Hey, we're here on the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. Work Boot Wednesday. Um, appreciate everybody joining in. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Become a member today. Um, I will be back tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday. Stay tuned for the new announcement as we grow the show and who will be the co-host. And uh, what should the show be called? Coach JB Show? Keep the Hate Me Now, Love Me Later? What should it be called? A to be determined. You will find out soon. I appreciate everybody coming in today. Hit the like button on the way out. I'll see you tomorrow for another episode of Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. And it'll be a thirsty Thursday tomorrow as I'll be drinking some yak, smoking a stick, and uh, never know who's going to come and join us. Appreciate everybody coming on in. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace. Transform you in the I hate a storm, Hail Marys, I make it poor. Good, I ain't lying. You little giants, we been defying. Rice. What's the cost? Be the boss, breaking down the walls. We all in once the coin gets.